Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 488. We started right into WrestleMania stuff that Linz yeah. fell asleep to. Hey, I conversated with you oh. during and asked questions. That is true. So, then, fuck you. <laughs> we got into a lot of comic book discussions, though, about the ins and outs of the Hulk mainly, but yeah. a lot of different series that we've done and given up on or this and that. Yeah, it was a good comic-y discussion this week, I thought. And then a little bit of Morbius. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is a fart in the wind. And <laughs> a few other things uh, going on in the comic book universe. Yeah. But you're just going to have to grab a cold one, sit back and relax, and enjoy this episode of Drunk on Comics, episode 488. I said something at one point, but forgot. <laughs> I wish you guys could have actually heard how it happened. <laughs> so stupid. The biggest sports event of all time just Super- happened this past weekend. The Super Bowl? The Super Bowl of wrestling. Ah. WrestleMania. Does that count as a sports event? It's a sports entertainment event. Oh, I know. And to be honest, like, yeah, the Super Bowl obviously has more people watching everything, but it, it, it irks me to say, like, I have just kind of given up a bit again on wrestling. I go through those phases. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was younger, really loved it, then dropped off and a little bit in college and after college and then dropped off. And then during the pandemic, I kind of got more into it. But being 100% honest, and I think everyone that truly is honest with themselves would say WWE just kind of sucks at storytelling, which is yeah, what... Like it, long it's, term, they've been yes, that way. It's like... Athlete, but there is some athleticism to it, mm-hmm. but there's a story, and that's two peas in the pod that you try to work well, and I was almost not going to watch it, but my buddy was like, hey, what else you got going on? I'm like, yeah, I guess Nothing. So. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Might as well just do nothing I don't gotta at your house. work tomorrow. <laughs> so, all I'm like, not going to go into it all. There's tons of places to say, but uh, it night one was amazing. Uh, Stone Cold coming back to after 19 years. Uh, no one thought he was really going to wrestle, but it turned into a full match. Which I thought he was like full on injured, and that's why he couldn't wrestle. He, there's a lot of wrestlers that have been injured, career ending. That you, you know, they can walk around and everything, but yeah, if you get one bad bump, mm-hmm. your neck could shatter again and paralyze you. And that's what most people thought. And he, the the money must have made him change his mind or whatever. Yeah, he was hosting reality TV shows for a while, and I'm yep. sure that dried is, up during the pandemic. And this isn't uh, him coming back to into W. This was a last match, you know. He didn't mm-hmm. really ever have that because he got injured, so how do you have that send-off? Right. But again, we thought it was going to be something of just like a stunner, and then that was it. But it turned it. So that was night did one. Did he win? Yes. He kicked ass. Who and did he fight? Beers. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is a is a is, is a bigger good name of of a wrestler now, but it just it was it was just perfect ending to night one. And again, there was uh, 
couple other matches throughout the, that night that just were solid matches. I didn't know what the fuck the feud was about or this or that. But WrestleMania has turned into two nights now. I was just going to say, you keep saying night one like I'm supposed to, like, I never was two nights, right? Nope, it yeah. was never two nights. And and one of, and on se- the second night was the big match of... So was it Saturday and then Sunday? Yeah. Okay. So Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns just really was a fart in the wind at the end of yeah. the whole thing. Everything of night two kind of sucked, except for Johnny Knoxville coming in sure. with pretty much he had the cast of jackass at least most of them come in and help him out in the match because it was a you know non-disqualification against Sami Zayn. there was a ton of like spots and you know rolling a bowling ball to hit the person's nuts and just jackass things right. going on yeah it that, that's the only thing on night two that was great okay but again so it was a good and bad it was kind of whatever but Partially why I bring this up is because Logan Paul had oh, wrestled God. on Fuck night one. Guy. I hate that guy too. But again, I can l- hate him, but also say, wow, he actually has some athleticism. He had that. Yeah, fight I with don't care. He's a jackass. But do you, if, do you hold that against him yes. for forever? Yeah. Okay. He's still a jack. He hasn't proven himself non-jackass really. And then I also agree to that as well. <laughs> It's not but, like he's turned around and, like, became the most charitable Mother Teresa type person on the planet. No, 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 he's definitely still a not. F- a fucking asshole. Bag. Yeah. And speaking of rich, he wore down, like, coming down the entrance on his neck a $5 million Pokemon card. It's so stupid. It is the I hope they most paid. It. No, it was in a protective case and mm. it definitely wouldn't. But he, uh, it's a only 10 graded card of this uh, Pikachu illustrated card Gross. that they gave only 38 out to. I'm just talking about the fucking card. You don't need to be mad about the card. Yeah, I can. It's gross that it's worth that much money. It's a I mean, fucking Pokemon card. <laughs> but he ended up uh, trading his grade 9 of the same one plus another $4 million to have it equal out to five point. Two seven five million dollars that this card is worth, and that is fucking insane. It is because it's just it's manufactured rarity. This yeah, it's not like when you go to like the first appearance of Superman. Like there was a shit ton of those comics that were produced, but literally there's only a few. I want to say shit ton, but you know what time. I mean. Like they didn't they didn't produce ten. Yeah. True. But there's like 10 left or something like that, you know. This is like the distributor was literally like, we're going to make this card rare and then we're going to, I don't know, it's perceived value. It's not actually worth $5 million. It's completely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So that was... uh, Ugh, gross. (laughs) The whole thing is gross. (laughs) I know, I was, the whole thing about him... Look at his stupid face. Of him wrestling, I was just like, I want to get his ass beat, but if you pretended it wasn't him, you'd be like, that's a See, legit there with his wrestler. brother? Oh, that's The Miz. Oh, oh, oh. oh, you're talking about his real brother. Yeah. Uh, no. Who that guy... I forget which is worse, to be honest. I think they're both pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Miz. Miz. The Miz did kick his ass, because they were tag teaming, and, and so The Miz is... 
on top again. Yeah. He did the right thing. Oh, he kicked his ass even though they were on a team together? Yeah, because they won. And, and then, then the Miz then kicked. All right, Mike. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't think of him as anything other than that dude from the real world. <laughs> uh, yep. I mean, <laughs> that's how a lot of people view him, and uh, that's how he became even more famous, because my best friend Mike, his wife, Loves the Miz because of the real world. Yeah. She doesn't give a shit about wrestling, but she knew who he was. Right. And we actually had another mutual friend of ours who came over who seems to, she may have watched wrestling at one point in her life, but she knew who the Miz was. So again. Yeah. Well, he was on Real World, and then he did a bunch of those Real World Road, road, road Rules, rules challenge. And I remember, like, he was trying to get into wrestling at that point. And then I think he did Tough Enough yep. the first season, right? Yep. He's yeah. the only person that legit though I I I followed him because I used to love watching Road Rules and mm-hmm. and all that and Real World and all that and uh, yeah I I watched him go through all that to become the person that he is now and hey kudos to him for actually he wanted something and he got yeah, it yep I mean good for him I can't hate on him for that not like Logan Paul who just became famous but, from being stupid on YouTube yeah. Yeah, that pisses me off that I, I I'm stupid. I could be right. I could That's be what famous. I'm saying. Like the only reason that we didn't get to get famous being young and stupid is because we didn't have fucking YouTube back then. No lie, I actually was thinking about that. If me and Derek had started just posting us like chatting with each other while doing this, how that would have changed drastically different. Well, yeah, I mean. Then people would have had to look at you. But I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> oh, let's uh, talk comics. All right, what do you got? So I read Astro City, and I also read um, Hulk Grand Design. Okay. Did you read either of those? I didn't get to finish. Astro City, so I only started. Okay, so I won't... If this this review is going to be short because I didn't... I feel like I've read Astro City a handful of times, but I don't think I've ever read Astro City enough to, like, remember anything about Astro City other than fucking the awesome Alex Ross art from the original series. But I thought that this book started in a way where even if you had read Astro City previously, like, these were all new characters from the past that hadn't been brought up before. And, like, the whole first, the, most of the book is about this the team that is camping, and then they get into the team, I don't know how far you've gotten into the book. But you can go ahead and there's a There's I mean... a team from from their time back in like I don't know the golden age of comics it feels like that had died and they were all teen heroes and stuff like that and they just got in over their heads and they got they got killed and so the this team is camping because they decided to leave where they were were living and travel across to California and after this team had died to kind of like find their own way plus I think the government was trying to outlaw teen heroes because of the deaths of this one team of people. Okay. Um, it starts out really cool, though. If you go back to the first page, it's got, like, a weird glimmer over the yeah. panels. And it's, like, you're trying to figure out who's talking and why there's the, glam- the glimmer color 
prism kind of thing over the and I mean when you get when you get further into it I don't know how spoilery I need to be with this but like when you get past it into the kind of the end of their story like you realize it's like the ghosts I guess of the team that had died okay just kind of hanging out there with them and then it jumps ahead into the future with um Samaritan right that's his name and they're there too so like it looks like they're trying to go after like this team of teenage heroes that died are now ghosts but they're still around like helping I think is what it's going to turn out to be I'm not entirely certain but you know I think that if you've never read Astro City you might be a little lost once it starts to get going um you you probably need to to dig into the the back issues of this one to really understand the characters that are going to be coming up going forward but I think in this first issue everyone kind of starts at the same place because it is new characters um, but fuck the art's still great. It's not Alex Ross. He did the cover, but he designed a bunch of the characters. But yeah, that's uh, so. Th- so one of the things with Astro City that uh, they've always said about this series is that it doesn't follow one person or a team. It's about this particular city right. and the superheroes within it. So there will be story arcs over their their comic book run where you know, finishing, like, two or three books will tell the story of Samaritan and, and, like, something with his team of Justice League, like, you know, analogs that they Mm -hmm. have there. But then the next issue would be following a bad guy for maybe an issue because it was a story of the city. And in the background, you would then hear someone say, is that Samaritan? Or, Or, you know, I can't remember half their names because... You know, their Wonder Woman type person or whatever. Yeah, they have all... they have crazy names. So like, I was reading the when when they they were talking about the the fights these teens were doing. They list a bunch of the villains that they fought, and one of them was Cornhusk, the mis- mystically animated spirit of a diseased crop, Caveman Gang, and Princess Wildflower. So it's like it's just all over the fucking place when it comes to the names and stuff. Which but can... I kind of love that because that is. Really, if you look at the weird names of the X Men or this and yeah, that, yeah, it's super old school. Yeah, yeah, like and so this city just kind of embraces that superhero vibe of this is a superhero comic book. But fuck, there was a good like two issue story arc that I read of it followed this human, and like it was like a perspective of how much it fucking sucks being a human in the superhero world. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, her bank getting robbed or uh, the, you know, a building blowing up and, like, yeah. having to move and everything. Like, those are the type of things that they're able to tackle when they come up with an idea of, like, I want to tell a superhero story, but we don't have characters yet. We're just going to introduce them now as if they've always been there. Or right. maybe they'll tease that character, like, in a couple issues before knowing that the story is going to come out so that in the background, you'll be like, oh, they have been here the whole time. So, again, with you kind of not knowing who some of these characters are, I would have to look yeah, in some back issues of, oh, yeah, they were that group. Or they're just saying they've always been there for right. new readers. I'm really glad that you read this. I'm kind of disappointed I haven't finished it yet. But I plan on it because, again, this series yeah. is one of the best. Well, I know they just came... So they came out with... Uh, um... I think last week as well they came out with like a 
uh, it's called the Astro City Metro book, and it's a 500-page trade paperback that collects the first 19 issues. Okay. So that came out last week as well, I think. But Kurt um, Busiak yep. uh, has a couple pages in the back where he talks about kind of like the history of Astro City, like not the history of, of the in the book, like the history of publishing and how they were at image. And then they went to this place and that place went under and then they went to vertigo and then that was bought by DC and then that went under and then they went to dark horse or wild storm. And it was just, it's been all over the place and all the stuff they wanted to do, but weren't able to, and now they're back in image. Um, so that was pretty interesting, but yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I think I'll try to maybe stay on top of it and see if, if maybe my lack of of history with the book will be a hindrance or not, I think I think you'll do good. Uh, when I started, it was it was within the last eight years when they again reintroduced mm-hmm. it, and that was like a fifty page run or fifty uh, issue run, and there had already been two previous like versions beforehand. As you've said, it's gone a lot of different places, mm-hmm. which those are all canon but i didn't really read those before to get the story they're telling now so if this does turn into uh an ongoing or even just more books out about it i think you'll definitely they always seem to make it a interesting thing for people to just be able to jump in on yeah obviously you wouldn't want to start in the middle of a story arc but again right the way they they make this world it's it's very easy to pick up cool um, I I read a seventy-two page book that's uh, booze in a book, pages. so I don't have anything really to review right now. If you okay, well, I read Hulk Grand Design, so we've both read Grand Designs before. You read the Fantastic Four Grand Design. Mm-hmm. I read a... Spider Man. Uh, did they do a Spider Man? Or no, well, I think it was... it's just been Fantastic Four and X Men. Yes, and they did two different X Men ones. Um, and I feel like the X Men ones came out. Almost in like one, in maybe in like one or two books. I don't know how many books this is going to be, but it's definitely more than one because they only got, um, they didn't get through his full history. Hold on, I'm trying to close the comic I'm in. <laughs> Let me. This is why digital comics are. I know. Because when when we want to review them and it doesn't work. <laughs> You will never let you down is a paper issue. It's so true. It's so fucking true. God damn it. Fucking fill this space with something. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. There we go. All right. So the... um, Ed Pisker did the X-Men ones, and then I can't remember who did the Fantastic Four ones. But this one is written by... It's very long. Sorry, I'm trying to get back to the beginning of the book here. Jim Rugg. So um, it follows the same sort of format where it does like very brief history and all of the important parts. And the thing I liked about this is I don't read the Hulk. Like, I know the key points of the Hulk's history. Like, I know that he was gray originally, and I know how he got his powers, and I know that 
he fought Wolverine and beat the shit out of him, and I know that he gave his cousin fucking gamma radiation poisoning and turned her into the She-Hulk. Like, I know all of the big stuff, but this was kind of nice because it really runs through, like, the whole history in such a quick, digestible way that you feel like you know about the history of the Hulk comics now. And it's interesting because I guess I didn't realize, like, there's things I didn't realize. Like, I know in the TV show his name was Robert Bruce Banner. Like, the one with Lou Ferrigno. But mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that's actually how his name started in the comic books too. And they actually do start in this with the art with him being gray, which I thought was fun. Like, the first time you see him roll out of, as the Hulk, he's mm-hmm. in, he's the gray Hulk. And then in the very next page, he's green. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the, the way, and I don't think this was true with the X-Men one, but the way they do this one is interesting because they'll do pages where it looks like something's like a paper comic strip as part of the history. And they have a whole page in here that looks like a bunch of stickers stuck oh, that's on, kind of fun. on a notebook and, and different TV spots and newspapers. Yeah, I don't and, think yeah, the other ones did that. Like, right. yeah, showing, like, a cover and stuff. Like a hand-drawn cover. Just all kinds of interesting ways to go about showing the... And it's, I actually like that more than... Or to switch it up a bit, not yeah. having to be the same format as the other ones. Right, and it, it feels nice because I feel like it kind of aligns, too, with the... Because the Hulk's been around for so long, and granted, so have the Fantastic Four and the X Men, um, with it with him going through the timeline and the way media changed in in the time, right? So mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, there's a page of him being the TV sensation, and this would have been about the time when like the Lou Ferrigno TV show was on the air. So they kind of leaned into to that uh, vibe a little bit, but. Um, it it was it was really good. It makes you feel like my feeling after reading this was like poor Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> like you really when you when you condense his story into like short little bursts, it's a lot of him being mad about people not like believing him or understanding him, and he seems like. I don't think the gamma radiation is real is his real problem. I think he's got a serious depression problem. Like he's constantly and then there there be people who will be like, "Oh, we love you, Bruce. We don't want to hurt you." We, you know, and he's like, "No, nobody loves me. Everybody yeah. leaves me all the time." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, poor Hulk." And just the amount of times they've separated Bruce from the Hulk and then put him back together and then locked Bruce away from the Hulk in the same body and then merged it back together and then did it all over again, over and over and over and over again. I'm like, how is his brain not completely fucked up by this point? Honestly. Um, I also didn't realize like the leader was such a huge um, villain for Uh, him, especially back in the day. That's And if you look at some of the back in the day, his heroics or feats of strength have definitely, like, monumentally, mm. like, he's so much stronger and so much more powerful of a person now when before he was just the yeah. giant behemoth that he is. Well, it's funny because they, they kind of touch on that a little bit where they're like, 
They tried to reverse the gamma radiation, and somehow that made him more powerful. <laughs> and then they tried to to take Bruce out of the Hulk, and that somehow made him even more powerful. So they've kind of talked about how, as time goes on, he just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, but, you know, I, not really, you can't really spoil this, because it is, like, legitimately the history of of the Hulk mm-hmm. um, as it was in the comic books. But I think that even if you're, I mean, if you're a fan of the Hulk, you'll like it. But if you don't read the Hulk, I definitely think it's a great way to like consume that history in a way that you don't have to read all of the fucking backstory comics that go along with the comic book. Um, so I, I'm going to mention a name and I want you to know if you know who this is. Okay. Rick Jones. Yeah. Okay. He's at the beginning of the book. Okay, I was wondering because yeah. he because for listeners that do not know who Rick Jones is, he is a human. Mm-hmm. Actually, he later gets some powers in life, but yeah, he that becomes, was at the. Um, who does he become? Uh, well, he becomes uh, the blue like because uh, I was in the Hulk series when there was other Hulks that were created, right. the Red Hulk and Red She Hulk and yeah. all that. He became. Uh, he was like injected with what the abomination pretty much looked right. like. So he was kind of like a blue abomination. Um, I forget what he called himself, but he was just all giddy because he got powers. Mm-hmm. But one of the things is he's at the forefront of like, uh, I want it not rich, but Nova, no, not Nova. Um, Captain uh, Marvel, he used to be the, uh, would change places with him ah. when they used to have have dual identities or have that's something. funny. I was just talking about that with someone the other day. How they used to do that in the comics, where instead of having like a secret identity, they would literally have the like Thor did it too. I think mm-hmm. where they would have them basically switch yeah. places Donald with Blake the person. And, yeah, and Thor. Yep. And so he also was a person within like Hulk's atmosphere of he's the only one that could kind of like Hulk would never hurt this one single person no matter what right. how rages uh so that's kind of his story to this he's also been with the avengers and just all these other groups that he was like that person that every kid wanted to be because he just hangs out with all these superheroes right uh so i was wondering if he was in this which obviously he should be yeah in. well and they i think they even state that like he became the hulk because he was trying to save rick jones because he was trespassing yeah, so that was, I, I, I want to say, because I've never truly read the original, but I've read other things that I think, but first it was just saving someone, and then they were like, let's just say it was Rick Jones and tie him into this too. I think that's how it might have gone, and they might not have had him originally, but, you know, obviously later in life revealing who that person was is like a aha moment. Gotcha. But. But I want to. So, where did this uh, book end at? Like, what story arc? So it got to. Let me get there. Modok and stuff. It looks it, like it went past Modok. It got into the Avengers. Like, already started. Mrs. Modok got into the Avengers. Got into the um, Secret Wars. You know where he holds okay, up the yep. fucking mountain. Um, and then it ended with. Him and Doctor Strange fighting, and then Doctor Strange transports him to another world. Okay. Puts him into exile. Which is funny, because it reminded me of when they fucking shot him into space. Well, I was gonna say, so they, that's that's a huge one with Planet Hulk, 
and then him coming back to Earth being yeah. pissed, World War Hulk. But that's not this one. This is earlier than that. What I'm saying, so obviously, as you're saying, how many issues or whatever this has, or right. they're obviously going to have to hit. They're going to have to because those are that's a super important storyline. Mm-hmm. But like, I also learned he had a uh, like a Hulk type girlfriend that I didn't even realize had existed for a while. So he had, of course, um, what's her name, Betty. Yeah. Um, but then he was dating this chick who looked like she was like a Hulk. I don't, they, but they didn't get was into like, cousin? it was like, her was name was like Jarella or something like that. Okay. I have no idea who she is, but she pops up every now and then, and then she ends up dying in the comic book. Um, but I was like, I have no idea who this chick is or where she came from. But it also then reminded me of like when he went to Planet Hulk. And, and so it, I feel like reading these more, like knowing these more current stories, he gets shot in his space, he ends up on the planet, he ends up marrying, or not marrying, but hooking up with the chick, the chick on the planet, has the kid, all that stuff. But then I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, well, he hooks up with this chick. I have no idea who she is, but they seem to like have a thing. And then late at the end of oh there she is Jarella, I have no idea who she is. There's a I mean her skin is green so she yeah. can't be from oh you found her we she can't be from Earth, um, but maybe because he's from Earth and he's I green. I think that's when he goes to uh, Subatomica is what it's called. Oh, uh, when think, he when he gets the shrinking powers. Yes, and and that's. Uh, that's a whole the quantum yeah. or what do they call it, Ant Man? The, the quantum, quantum realm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then at the end, when they when Doctor Strange exiles him to some other alternate, it's either an alternate reality. He gets, he gets exiled in. That's what. That's why lot. I'm like, okay, all right. I can see that they've repeated this story a couple <laughs> times. The Planet Hulk thing wasn't completely original. Um, but like I said, it the the art's super cool. The style that they told um, the sin was super cool. Uh, it's again a great because I've there's been a lot of times where I'm like I would love to go back and reread some of these older books just to kind of know the history of some of these characters above and beyond the the big points. But I can't. I don't have time in my life to do something like that. It's a lot of books. Yeah. So somebody taking the time to like hit the major points and not even just the major major points but like the points that matter in a condensed beautiful form is just oh it's great what a great idea everyone should read it <laughs> yeah i'm i'm surprised because again hulk is not something i ever felt yeah. you would no care to read no but i enjoyed the grand like the x-men grand design stuff and mm-hmm. i didn't ever read the fantastic four one but i probably should um, I'm just not interested in the Fantastic Four like you are. Yes, but as I, I mean, I'm just going to try to convince you to it, saying how many things that you'd be I like, know. I didn't realize that was Fantastic Four. And it's also kind of like this as well. Right. So it's right. simple, condensed, you should read it. Yeah, I so probably will, but I would definitely. And, you know. These are the things, too, that help, like. I wasn't going to call you a casual, but casuals to understand (laughs) some more of the Marvel Universe. It really... Just because I, like, listen, my X-Men shit is on point. It just wasn't into the Hulk or the Fantastic Four. (laughs) (laughs) This honestly... So you bringing this up, though, made me realize that there's only a few, like, comic book series that I've, like, 100% stuck with. Mm -hmm. Um... 
I want to say any, like, since I started, uh, like, Cable and Cable Deadpool, when they have team-ups, always going to buy it. And pretty much most Cable books I've stayed with since about 2000. Yeah. Even Dead- Kid Cable? I even read that. Yeah. I didn't necessarily enjoy it all, but I've read <laughs> them all. So I've stuck with that. I think that might be the longest. Nope. Sorry. Fantastic Four is the longest one. I did start on that one. I haven't missed an issue of that. But when it comes to it, Spider-Man, I realized I'm not really into it anymore. Oh my god, it's so hard to, like, it's just so hard. Yeah. It suffers from the same, it's weird because it suffers from the same problem the X-Men has where it starts putting out too many books, but then you realize, like, at least with X-Men, they're about different characters. With Spider-Man, it's all the same fucking guy. Yeah. But, <laughs> how, how much X, how much Spider-Man can you read? But then Hulk was another one, too, that I was very into and then I just wasn't. And I was trying to be, but then I didn't. Iron Man, same thing. Right. Uh, I said with Spawn, when King Spawn came out, I was going to stick with that, which I've said that a million times with Spawn. There's just too many comic books yeah. out that I can't keep with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would say, too, and these are newer books, though, so, um, like, Transformer series, the new one. Like, I stuck with the other one, the... The IDW had, but they reset it like right. a couple years ago. So that's ten years. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles still on that, and Power Rangers I'm still on that. Um, but that's about. I'm trying to think of any yeah. of the ones that I'm still reading. I've started started some new series as well. Right. Uh, I need to catch up still on crossover, but that's one of them that I'm oh, sticking to. Fucking good. But a lot of these are not um, big. Marvel or right. DC books right. or more image or independent books because it seems like they have their, I don't know what, but it's just, it's not the same thing as we just explained. We've seen how many times Hulk has been right. shot out of a cannon to a different world. Oh my God. How many times the leader came back to fight him? How many times, again, they've tried to separate him and Bruce. How many times Betty left him? How, <laughs> how many times he was depowered and then repowered stronger? Like, it's it, it, it's cyclical. I mean, you have to kind of restart the, the series for the new readers, or else it's going to be too hefty of a lift for people to pick up. Like, mm-hmm. nobody wants to go back to the beginning. Not really. Not when you have that much history. So... Stuff like this is so super cool, and they come out sparingly, but it's got to be because they literally have to go through the entire history of the series and, like, pick out and storyboard the important points, and there's a lot to go through. That, and also, I wouldn't want to have all these series come out in one year and then not anymore. Like, it's good. They come out once a year, and you kind of know the spring or summer we might get another grand design of what, you know, is going on, then you're like, cool, this is kind of a yearly or by, like, because they have a lot of things they could do that on, mm-hmm. but then again, you also have to look at, too, do they, though? Like, um, how much could they really do a book of Moon Knight? They could, again, I, I like Moon Knight, right. where I was going to talk about it because of the TV show, but, right. you know, does he have that vast history no. to no. really do, they could do an issue, right? but right. his grand but design do... of things would be not... Right. They could do Iron Man. They haven't done Iron yeah, Man so yet. Iron Man they could, could they could do Thor. Thor. Yep. Um Probably Doctor do a, Strange. Like any of those classic yeah. ones. They they I mean they could do Power Man and Iron Fist, right? But maybe not even like single. They could do like 
you know, them together yeah, sort of that, thing. Yeah, pulled both of them in. Right. So they uh, there's definitely lots of opportunity for more of this sort of stuff. And when you start getting into the smaller characters, you totally can do, like, the single issues. Yeah. Um, I really hope that the, if they do more, they really stick with that style. Because even though it's been different writers and artists the whole time, they kind of have similar feels to them even though it's different people drawing them. Um, and I just, I like the way they, that they lay these out. Um, so cool, there you cool. go. That's what I, I, two weeks in a, two weeks in a row. No, because I didn't review anything last week. Two yeah. Lindsay review weeks in a <laughs> row. I've done Marvel stuff. So I'm going to have to come with my indie stuff next week. <laughs> so, uh, Morbius came out this past week. Yeah, it did. And it's number one at the box office. Because nothing else came out this week. <laughs> yep. I'm surprised it, it, the Batman didn't make more money. But I think everyone who's wanted to see the Batman had seen it already. When I saw it, it had already been out for yeah. a couple of weeks. So. And uh, it made $39.1 which is not Not its budget. Great. Is not, it? Yeah, no. Yeah. And I, I will say this. Like... I've seen some friends posting that it was great. What? Or not, no, sorry, not great. Not terrible. Okay. There is a distinction there. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) There is a distinction. But them saying that, though, is, is really, I feel like you're trying hard to be a positive person when you can just flat out say this was not good. Yeah. Like... Maybe it is good. But I also, like, I have I some friends so, who, who will not be named who are Snyder fans, mm. and so that man could do no wrong, so everything of yeah. Batman vs. Superman was perfect in this, and I'm just like, there come are, on, guys. There are those people out there who don't think too hard on stuff like that, and they just enjoy the ride, and that's great. I wish I could fucking live my life like that. <laughs> And not my, not my life, but, like, consume my media like that. Because I try to, and I still, you know, I, I think it's shitty when people go off on a movie because it doesn't follow the source material. But, like, I do it whenever I watch an X-Men movie. I can't help myself. So I wish that I could sit back and just be like, all right, yeah, man, Morbius didn't look the great. The CGI wasn't great. But, you know, Jared Leto did a decent job. <laughs> it, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds n- untrue, but I know they cut out the vulture scene from the movie, and then they cut out anything with Spider-Man that they had in the trailers and everything. And they did a lot of cuts that some people were pissed about not, you know, being in it. Right. Well, Mar- Marvel probably screwed them when they sent Venom when they did that ending of Spider-Man, and they realized that. Um, he was not from that same universe. And I just, why is, why was this put out as a Marvel movie? Because I did not think it, it was originally, it was a Sony movie. Yeah. Because again, Sony is trying to do the fucking Sinister Six when no one really wants that. I know. How many times, how many in every, single, in every single one of the Spider-Man movies, anytime they've rebooted that franchise, I mean, they went hard after it with the Amazing Spider-Man before that just stopped happening. 
But they even hinted at it with the Tobey Maguire movies, and then you got into the Andrew Garfield movies, and they were going to... I mean, that was their next plan, was to do... That's why the Rhino was at the end yeah. of They even hinted at the it at the Tom Holland movies. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, there was at one point, people wanted that. And we all thought, too, in No Way Home, there was going to be a hidden sixth villain mm-hmm. for that ending to be the Sinister Six. But even before we got to the end, and this is spoilers if you haven't watched it... I mean, there was the when, there was, symbiote piece that got left yeah. behind. But, all, but already, though, Doc Ock was a good guy by the time that last thing happened. Right. And the Goblin didn't even turn into Goblin until the other ones were kind of cured anyway. So it wasn't the Sinister Six yeah. in that. But the teasing of it was kind of cool. But at this point, it's like, if they fully go ahead and do it, I'm going to be like... Why? Why? We don't. We don't. Nobody care. wants it. We don't need that same story. Can we just talk about how the Spider-Man villains are the worst villains? Like they're all bad. Well, also they're all bad villains. Morbius so is cheesy. a bad guy. Yeah, and he can have some like thoughts of like he's not just murderous, so he tries to like suck the blood from other bad guys, but he's not a good person. But this movie is supposed to make him seem like the vigilante. Venom is not a good person. I know the comics have sometimes had him it be a little bit... It goes back and forth on but the comics. he's not a good person. But what I'm saying is Sony is trying to go hard with this Sinister Six. Sinister being bad guys. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to somehow have this Morbius superhero and Venom superhero all of a sudden right. become Sinister, I ask how, why, and that seems mentally gymnastics. But again, these people that will say... This wasn't too bad. We'll right. somehow say this is exactly the movie we needed. And yeah. Sony execs need to just stop. Yeah. I, I And I'm wondering, like, I know that Morbius and Blade, there's just, like, no crossover there, really, between Morbius and Blade. But, like, you know, Blade's coming soon. We heard him at the end of The Eternals. And he's Mahershala Ali as Blade. I'm very excited about. Um, but I don't know if they were planning on, like, there being some sort of synergy to use the buzzword between blade and morbius because you know vampire hunter or vampire but i'm so glad because i hope the vibe that they go for in blade would be completely fucking different than what they used in morbius meaning good <laughs> meaning dark but like morbius was dark and like the way sony makes things dark right marvel can make blade dark in a way that like marvel can do it like with Moon Knight. Moon Knight's dark, but it was also kind of funny. You know? Um, one of the things that has come out with, obviously, everyone trying to defend this this way and that. Uh, we'll just talk strictly to Jared Leto. Ugh. Who, yeah. Are you going to talk about his pee breaks? Yes. Because what the <laughs> fuck, man? So... I didn't know whether you wanted to talk about this or not. I just, just hearing it just is so fucking dumb that I kind of wanted to just bring it up. So he is a method actor. And so he was, because I guess uh, Morbius's, uh, you know, character uh, had like disabilities before getting the serum or whatever. Right. And so he walked around with crutches and everything. Well, being this method actor, when they say cut, he was still doing that. And so to go take pee breaks was taking fucking forever that the production crew said, fine, you know what, we're going to wheel you to the fucking bathroom so that get in this wheelchair, we'll do that if you need to be this method actor. But Do you think that's true? 
100%, yeah. Because that the pig head thing that came out when he did Suicide Squad, like, that turned out not to be true. Where he sent, had sent all of the his co-stars pig's heads? Uh, the director has simply said, yes, okay. this is true. All right. So, and also the, the other shit, though, that they say is true or not true, there's also the after the fact, like, let's pay off some of these people to say, like, just mm. rescind your thing or you'll never work for Warner Brothers again type stuff. Like, I mean, okay. Or Marvel stuff or... <laughs> Well, it was Suicide Squad, so no yeah, one cared well, at that yeah. point. <laughs> that's true, too. <laughs> it's, that's, that's just terrible. And I've heard other method actors, too. Like, people are like... Yeah, I mean, Christian Bale's a no- known one, right? That's why he went off on that one dude, um, that notorious uh, sound bite from Christian Bale where he yells at the guy on the set. It's mm-hmm. because they walked into his sight line and it broke his his method. I mean, listen, people, you're not those things. Like, you're an actor. Act. <laughs> Just act. That's yep. what you're supposed to do. That's the job. But So I know that they're doing Craven, right, next? Yep. And a Madam Web movie. Like, why are they doing Madam Web? Because they're going to have her tie because she sees all the different possibilities and different Spider-Men. So, so And it's because, again, Sony only has the, like, they have the rights to, like, all these other things. Yeah. But they're not Spider-Man. What is a Craven movie even going to be about? Like, he's just a dude who, like, is he going to wear a shirt or is it just going to be the topless Craven with the animal pelt running around yeah. the city hunting fucking shit in Central Park? Yeah, and again, <laughs> that's what, like, who, why? Right. Like, he doesn't, yeah, it. he's a Spider-Man, you need to have him hunting Spider-Man. That's what makes those stories kind of cool. Right. He wasn't my favorite of the bad guys, but I also no. kind of enjoyed the the someone being smart enough to kind of yeah. hunt Spider-Man. Do you remember the you've seen obviously you've seen Jumanji, right? Yeah. When the when the dude comes from out of the game and he's hunting. Yep. That's what Craven reminds me of. <laughs> like, all right, they've done it already. They did it in Jumanji. <laughs> just just replay that and it's fine. <laughs> oh. Um Next, we'll go into some Marvel stuff that uh, we want to talk about. Um, let's briefly talk about Moon Knight. Moon Knight? I liked it. I thought it was a wild ride. It was. It hit all the things that I wanted to see, but also things that I was just like, what's. Like, I was confused, but also I personally wasn't confused as much because I knew he has split personalities. But trying right. to figure out at what point is. is Mark gonna come to be and like again I knowing enough about him and, and having these different things like having Kanshu just like kind of briefly talk it was like a good origin but it seems like it's not his first rodeo of doing yeah. this cause he already knows he needs to like lock himself, lock himself up. up cause like some weird shit happens mm-hmm. so he again you can then say this character has been established for far longer than when this series started right without needing to allude to all those things yeah it's like but it seems like he obviously doesn't doesn't know about the moon night shit yeah right he just knows that he when he goes to bed sometimes he sleepwalks and he wakes up where he's supposed to be so he's done gone through this crazy elaborate like self-entrapment 
chaining himself to the bed, putting sand around the bed to see if he walked through the sand, putting tape on the door to see. And I'm all of that's like, I mean, that all seems easy to get out of. I mean, there's a phone up in your thing that you <laughs> only just found just now. Because... But, yes, but okay, he doesn't know it's supernatural or whatever. Right. So, again, you or me, like, if we're sleepwalking, right. we're not undoing combinations or somehow jumping out of the bed to not disturb the sand or the thing. So, again, I think it's kind of... Uh, like smart and, and yes I mean it is other than getting like alarms and like video cameras and stuff like that yeah. it is kind of like I don't have any money this is the only way I can do it um, sort of scenario the only thing I didn't and it's not even that I didn't like it but when they were doing the voices in his head talking to him it gave me real Venom vibes like when the symbiote would yeah. talk to, to Tom Hardy <laughs> in the movie like that it gave me a, a similar feeling to that. And then I think it's just because the voice that they used was similar and it was kind of like just that booming over the top of what he was doing kind of conversation that reminded me of that. But other than that, I thought it was great. Um, I thought for sure the bad guy would be Set, who is Crocodile God. Um, God I used to love Egyptian lore and I'm trying to remember exactly what his that God was, but it seems like it's gonna be Amit, or, yeah. uh, and that's the is that the the god that Ethan Hawke yes is, is the avatar for or yeah. something working for, but the mystery that I want to know is that little girl that was talking to Stephen when he first got to the uh, mm. the museum there of saying like you've died before or whatever and woke up in the reeds and this and that and he was just like said yes or something i'll have to rewatch that scene to just know exactly but it seemed like who is this little girl just saying this random thing that is very um mystical mm. of us knowing the viewer knowing that this person is going to be the avatar for kanshu and what was that about yeah. and again was this little girl then and do the do the other gods have these you know Right. People coming around and who else could be uh, this or that. And there's a lot of things, you know, there's always a lot of YouTubers that break down the this yeah. or that. One of them that I keep hearing that, again, I don't think is true, but they're like the world that he woke up in where there was like a oh, castle in the mountains. Latveria. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I saw that too and I was like, that feels like a stretch because if Doom was already a thing and, and he was, I mean, maybe he's not, maybe... They haven't done Fantastic Four mm -hmm. yet, right? So maybe he's not Doctor Doom yet. But if he was somebody that already existed, this would not be happening in a town where he... You know what I mean? I would say yes and no, though, because there's sometimes when Doom isn't there to which he hopes things would be run well, but a Doombot malfunctioned and right. it's the way the writer story. So again, I could see this... It was a quick run through the town and everything, so maybe not. But again, I want to know, how the fuck does Steven get there? Like, where is this at? Like, Right. It seems, I mean, it does seem like it's in, like... Because I was saying it's something Austria, like... Yeah, like the hills of, what is, Lat, where is Latveria? It's like a, a that sort of Germanic sort yep. of hillside place. Bavaria area. Yeah. So that was, I don't know. But I'm looking forward to the series. I heard the director said that episode four... Uh, 
just changes directions in such a crazy way and I'm just like I don't know what the fuck that means because mm. I still don't really know what's going on and yeah. I'm I'm happy for that it ended in such a nice way where it was like I, you know I think both Josh and I were like what or like oh oh I, I, it's I, over yes <laughs> like which the, is great that's what how especially like the newest dog just like tr- getting dragged back into right. and you're just like are they gonna show him are they gonna show him yes they briefly showed him and then it's like it's over yeah yep so if y'all haven't checked it out yet definitely make some time for it although i would hope anyone listening to this podcast if you have time to listen to this podcast then you should have time to watch <laughs> Moon Knight. <laughs> it's only a half an hour long right they're mm-hmm. 45 minutes maybe yep um and it, for to be honest too i felt like this was like higher budgeted it felt like than some of the other yeah shows and i don't know why Um, it does feel more cinematic, but the, um, Winter Soldier, Captain America and Winter Soldier show felt like that, too. Oh, that's true, yeah. Whereas, um, WandaVision, right, that one felt very street level, and WandaVision felt like a television show, which 100% it should have. Yeah. So, it could just be that... Basically, they made a movie, and now they've just split it into a bunch of parts. Mm-hmm. So, it's a good thing because we don't need more than two hour movies. <laughs> no, hour minute, hour thirty tops. Uh, <laughs> like um, all the earnest movies. <laughs> so, something that I thought was was kind of cool. Uh, you know how there's tons of Mickey ears, and they're different, like. Yeah types of um mm-hmm. so they've recently come out with scarlet witch mini ears and they look kind of badass for like if i was a kid i'd be like okay that's kind of cool if you're gonna get the the ears get the one with kind of her uh headband that she had within the series yeah and, that's cool yeah so i thought i'd mention that it's kind of gonna probably be if you can I guess buy stocks in that. Somebody go out. to Disney and get me a pair of those. I wonder, can you order the ears? Do you have to get them from Disney? Do you remember? S- certain things, Disney certain store. things you need to, because ah. that that makes them be like, if you're gonna get this, you're gonna you have to come, come here and pay a couple hundred dollars to get into the park. Yep, but then that resale value too for yeah, some of them. That's true. Which I don't care about uh, the resale market. No, uh, fuck perceived value. <laughs> As I stated earlier. <laughs> um, so, just a quick uh, name change. So, the Shang-Chi uh, Marvel series that's going on right now is going to have an official name change. They're just changing it to Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings to okay. just Shang-Chi. coincide with how, you know, it's from the MCU. They've pretty much revamped this character to be the MCU gotcha. person. I read the first issue and it was kind of cool where they're showing his different techniques of like learning different kung fu moves and everything, but I haven't read it enough to know that he's gotten the the rings from the movies, but right. I think it'll be kind of cool. In the in the original story, the rings were like legit finger rings, yeah. right? And he was like a MI6 agent or something, wasn't he? Well, he never had the rings, though. No, I know, but I'm just just the just what are the what's different in the in the new stuff compared to the old stuff? Yeah, because yeah, because his dad wasn't didn't have wasn't the, the Mandarin right, and, that and everything, yeah. so right, just a bunch of racism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
as we discussed last week. <laughs> uh, so as I had uh, reviewed last week, though, so I guess going along with last week, uh, Peach Momoko's uh, series that she's been doing within the Marvel Universe, uh, it's now revealed what that next one's going to be because it teased at the end coming next summer. And what it is, it's going to be Marvel Civil War. Oh. It'll be samurai-themed. Oh. And I think that could be pretty badass. That's awesome. I like a good samurai tale. Yep. I'm a real fond uh, of Seven Samurai, um, which, of course, they made into the they remade into the Magnificent Seven with cowboys instead of samurais. But I'm all for the reversal of that, going back to samurai times. Yep. So I think this will be again another excellent uh, other you know. So her art just make you want to throw up in like a good way. Like it's ridiculous. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's so insane. I wish I had a tenth of I that talent. I know. I just wish I could draw like a bunny to look like how <laughs> she would draw a bunny. <laughs> so. Um, you know about the Riddler's uh, website that they had for the Batman, yeah. correct? Yeah. And it had clues on kind of like they knew like when the trailer was going to hint at or certain things about the movie. That had then gotten uh, taken over by the Gotham PD uh, the other week. And okay. so now it's just kind of says Gotham PD is, is taken over this website. Most fans are hoping that there's still going to be more... Uh, things to come from the website so they still have it bookmarked as such but um what they're talking about is um with matt reeves is they're going ahead with the what the fuck you call it sequel are to they this movie and it sounds like they're going to be exploring the joker in it Ugh. and he wants to make it a different type of joker than we've seen I also don't know if we really need that, but also he's teased that there's a bet like what he's planning is something that they like viewers won't ever believe. So I almost feel like the Joker is going to be the the red herring. Mm. They'll be there, but there'll be something else behind, which that could be an okay twist. Because again, I don't need to see these same villains. Right. We've already had two phenomenal Jokers. Why do we need to fucking keep telling the same fucking I know. story? I know. There's way better, like, there's way better villains. And they this is set up to really hardcore do the Court of Owls, which I think could be really good. And then they could do, um... That whole Court of Owls would be good. Right. And then who was the... Was it Talon? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I see that they're also going to develop the character into more of, like, the Playboy persona which will be good. It's funny because I saw a, an article the other day that talked about Robert Pattinson stepping away from the Batman franchise and then Ben Affleck coming back. But then the fucking news site was like theaprilfool.com and I'm like, you assholes! <laughs> Why is that an April? That's like it's such a nuanced April <laughs> Fool thing to do. Um, so I got, I got gotten with that. So I'm glad to hear Robert Pattinson isn't actually stepping away from... He did a good job, I thought. Um, one of the things uh, with Batman is Robin has gone back to make amends with uh, all ghouls. 
And this happened in the most Robin, recent of... Or Damien. Damien? Okay. So, Thank you. I was like, there's 20 he, Robins. Well, yes. Which one are you talking about? The main one, mostly, right now. Right. But the, what people are talking about on the internet is that, well, the Al Ghuls then become good guys. I'm like, I don't want them to be. That's always been kind of the greatness of... I don't think that him going back to make amends with them will make them into good guys, do you? No, but that, again, I haven't been reading the issues. Yeah. I was just reading uh, some tidbits here and there on the internet of in the book, though, it seemed like they were also turning over a new leaf. Uh, did Talia take over? Again, chicks ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't know exactly. I'm sure we'll hear more about it in the coming weeks with with new additions and, and what this all means. But, again, don't... I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to turn over a new leaf when you head up, like, the League of Assassins, right? Yeah. Unless they're going to start planting and flowers all over. Operate under, what is it, the demon head? Is that what, technically, he, he He's calls going himself? By. Yeah. The Ra, Ra's al Ghul. And also, which, I mean, weren't they all, they've all been resurrected through the Lazarus pit. Doesn't that fuck with you? Yep. I mean, that seems stupid. I'm all good for a good redemption story, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's nice to see your favorite villains kind of go through maybe a redemption, become anti-heroes or, or, you know, the type of hero that will still kill somebody every once in a while, but they're doing it with kindness in their heart. Um, like the Punisher and, and shit like that, even though he wasn't, I don't know, maybe he kind of started villainous, but uh, you gotta have villains. Yeah. You can't make all the villains good guys. It ruins the whole <laughs> story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so one of my favorite of bad guys, good guys, I don't know how you'd say it, uh, Bizarro. Oh yeah. Uh, I have not been watching Superman and Lois, however, I am planning on tuning in uh april 26 uh because the title is bizarros in a bizarro world (gasps) so they're teasing this episode ahead of time obviously because the significance of bizarro and it makes me go you know what i don't need to know what the fuck's going on in the tv series but i want to see how they portray it because if they go full bizarro yeah or not did they ever do Bizarro in Smallville? Yes, and it was... It was shitty, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. it was not a very good Bizarro. Um, and I think he showed up like twice in it. I can't remember, but it was not. Yeah, we don't need a, we don't need a Superman just thinking that it's opposite day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. he needs to be Bizarro. He needs to have that look. He needs to have that talk. Like, for it to really... He needs to really do things and mannerisms that make you think he is right. here to hurt people, but then you find out that he's actually he's not. He's a good guy, yeah. And so it's the one time where you can have that, uh, the you know, when the team-up happens eventually, because it always happens. It's the misunderstanding. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you're the bad guy and this and that. No, I could literally see Superman, because again... He is a bad guy, but he I don't ever feel like he truly has ever been made to be a evil doer. No, because he I mean, he calls himself a bad guy, but that just means he's, he's a, good a good guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. So if they do it right, it could be great. Um I just don't know if Yeah. 
We'll see. It's it's a hard character in a non-animated format to pull off. Yeah, or... Without it feeling really cheesy. Yeah. Especially on a WB show or CW or whatever the fuck that station's well, called Well, I will now. definitely weigh in after I watch that episode. Excellent, because I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> um. So, Sonic 2 comes out this week. Yep. And I am my going to see it opening day because yeah. I'm taking my nephew who is Aww. obsessed with it. And he doesn't know. Just you two? Yep. Aww. And he is going to freak out. And yeah. I can't wait till that happens. But uh, they're make they're trying to make a Sonic universe of movies. Why? Just, exactly. Just keep doing these yeah, movies. Yeah. You don't need to make... Stop trying to make it like Marvel right. did. Just make good movies. And if they somehow are in the same... Like, if you do a Knuckles movie, cool, fine. But you don't need to be doing it on the the cast of like all these different characters that some people know, but not everyone also, knows. We don't need a whole Knuckles movie. No. Let's be honest. I love Knuckles. Yeah. I like Tails. Yeah. They don't need their own movie. No. Showing but up in this makes sense. The television show, the one that had Jaleel White doing the voice that was on for years and was amazing, yep. didn't feel like it needed to create all these offshoots, but you still learned about all of the characters in that universe just do that just do that really well mm-hmm. you start spreading that shit thin and then you get sony <laughs> <laughs> you get the sony spider universe which is terrible mm-hmm. so let's just rein it in do you have anything else i do i have one thing all right so amber heard Mira, right? She in the heard afternoon. who? She heard Mira? Uh, well, she heard the courts telling her that she beat the <laughs> shit out of Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> but she's terrible. Um, she is stepping away from the Aquaman franchise. I, when I heard that she was leaving, I thought maybe they finally, like, just canned her and was like, this is, like, whether we know what went on with you and Johnny Depp or not, like, this is just too much drama for us. Aquaman actually made us some money. We don't need you fucking screwing up the deal. So she's leaving. And they they don't they haven't cast her replacement yet, but they have their eyes on somebody. A famous redhead who's already screwed up a couple different franchises. <laughs> Sophie Turner. No. <laughs> I'd rather have Amber Heard there to be 100% honest. <laughs> Uh, she, uh, what? I don't, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't. I hope that's just a rumor and. Well, it's who they have their eye on, whether she'll say yes or not, whether they'll actually, you know, maybe they'll cast somebody better, but, you know, they cast her in Game of Thrones and I thought she did good as Sansa. Sansa? 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 She was the worst, well, okay, part of that that has to do with. is terrible. But in the books? 100% 100% different. Now, this could be because of the dumb fucks that ruined Game of Thrones, the producers, sure. the directors. But the writing, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But at the same point, her her just words just fell flat. Her she her performance just felt... Right. It, it just, it was not... Mm-hmm. When she was, like, playing, like, a young Sansa who was, like, a naive girl, fine. Right. But when she actually had to become a smart, uh, manipulative person... She just said things and just acted in ways that just didn't make sense. And right. she it's was like, one of the worst things of the new X-Men movies as well. Yes. She heard Jean Grey. Now listen. Famke. I still didn't even really like her Jean. But I, I, yeah. 
I mean, I it was it. what it was. Yeah. She wasn't, to me, she wasn't Jean Grey. But <laughs> Sophie Turner looked like Jean Grey, like a young Jean Grey, what I would imagine a young Jean Grey would look like. But holy fucking shit, did she do a bad job with that character. And it's not, maybe again, not completely her fault. Those movies were also just bad. Yeah. Who, would, who, who do you think would be the perfect Jean Grey? No one. You can't. That's the character I think that's just really hard to Come cast. on. I I honestly like I would really have to and it's gonna it's probably gonna be a no name right I mean we yeah, got well, we got Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine and do, what did he do you know what Hugh Jackman did before he was in X Men not much but I mean he I mean he was acting but like yeah. X Men like perfectly they perfectly cast him in that movie yep and I think that that is what they would need to do with Jean Grey all right I want your answer by next week <laughs> think really hard think of like maybe even like. <laughs> Uh, Broadway actresses or something but the thing is unfortunately with well she's such a poorly written character historically right Jean honestly like I love the character but like her dialogue is always very bad like in in certain senses you can you know depending on the type of movie and stuff you can gender bend you can Mm -hmm. make a different look and whatever but I really feel a gene needs to have a certain look. Yeah, sure. And you need to have a good actor, actress to to portray it. So that's where it's like you're kind of limited for redheads yeah. already. Well, I mean, it all it takes is a fucking box die to get somebody into a redhead scenario. Yeah, that's true too. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know who it could be. I did at the end of Age of Apocalypse, right? Which that told. I mean, then they did. Dark, the Phoenix movie and they totally split from what they had set the Phoenix up as in the Age of Apocalypse into this the space entity which is its origin anyway but like <laughs> when she when she, they're fighting Apocalypse and she comes out and she's like in full fucking Phoenix effect like I legitimately just started crying in the theater <laughs> I know, I remember you saying, like, how... I was like, okay. It was, it like, was so yeah. beautiful, because they never gave us the Phoenix effect in any of the yeah. original movies, and that's all I ever wanted. You just reignited my hatred for Age of Apocalypse, because <laughs> that is a dumb title for that movie, because it was not the Age of Apocalypse, no. and they did that just because they knew fans like me love that yeah. series. One of the best what-ifs ever. Yeah, it was not great. Right. Um, was it Age of Apocalypse or was it Days of Future Past where she comes up? It was Age of Apocalypse because yeah. they were fighting yeah. Apocalypse, yeah. right? Yeah. And then okay. she needed to have the power and yeah. it just manifested in herself. So, like, the whole rest of it I thought was bullshit. But it just, and it wasn't even her acting. It was the, you know, flames they put <laughs> just behind her that I was just like, oh my God. It was like at the end of X Men 2 when, when she saves everyone. And then that's underneath and the water, you see the and you're Phoenix like, oh, she's still oh alive. my god, oh my heart like just skipped a beat when I saw that. And then they did the next one, and it was trash. <laughs> so it's just I, I don't know if they can pull it off in the movies. But anyway, Sophie Turner maybe going to be Mira. Tony doesn't like it. Okay, I don't like it either. Um. So uh, last thing I want to bring up is uh, the online uh, web comics. Uh, uh, web page uh, webtoons is having a creator contest that is looking for some new um, peoples to uh, 
write some comics for them. Interesting. So they are having a pretty nice prize of $50,000 to the winner. They're looking, they're going to have three winners um, starting from June 1st to July 31st. Uh, submissions can be sent to them. And obviously, you know, there's the big grand prize of $50,000. There's some different uh, type of licenses for drawing stuff. So that can be worth some uh, money. Uh, there's $30,000 uh, for, I believe, uh, oh, I guess the 50000 It's 30000 for first place and 20000 for second place. But again, getting clip studio uh, paint licenses and everything are also... Hmm. Pretty good thing to receive, and uh, there'll be 10 honorable mentions that will also receive the Clip Studio Paint uh, licenses as well. And hey, if you're you're an artist and have some tunes that you want to get published, why not at least try to see if you can't uh, win this contest this summer? And you said that's webtoon? Webtoon.com. Okay. I've actually, uh, my sister-in-law has read some of them on here. Uh... I feel like a lot of it has feels a little anime-ish, but again, it's I wouldn't even say anime-ish because again, it's 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 a they're not uh, funny cyanide happiness type things, though. right? Like, it's full on comics. Anime the anime style is what's popular right now too, though. Like kids Connor's age and younger, like mm -hmm. that's what they're into. So when they're learning to draw that's what they're learning to draw right now. So I'm not surprised that a lot of them have kind of that feel, even if they're not from that part of the world. But again, so a lot of these, I've, I read a couple of them that my uh, sister-in-law had suggested to me, but they're pretty decent for, uh, you know, they have a little bit of everything for anyone. And mm -hmm. Hey man, listen, God Hates Astronauts started off as a webcomic and that, Oh Yeah. And that shit's great. So I mean, we also, you know, Kaylin Smith has started off as web comics yep. and then being pushed Beardo the same way. Yeah. Uh, Dan Doherty. So it's his web. He also did them in newspapers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he legitimately. If you got a paper in the <laughs> Chicago land area from like two thousand, I don't know, ten to two thousand fifteen, like Dan Doherty was <laughs> was in the comics page, which is crazy. I didn't know I'd ever know somebody who... <laughs> I just figured they all were repeats from people who died 20 years ago. Oh, uh, so, Boo's in the Book this week is Grim Fairy Tales, uh, Myth and Legends Quarterly, uh, Jack and Jill. Okay. To be specific of they what this one the is. Hill. Yes. Uh, kind of re-imaging, it's... No, Jack is a giant killer, and ah. so it's that Jack. But again, um, teaming these two up. What uh, I thought, first off, this was, because it was a quarterly, those are usually big, you know, 72-page type mm -hmm, comics. Mm -hmm. What I also noticed was it's one of the rare times that it's not a big-boobed lady yeah. on the front cover. It's actually Jack the Giant Killer. So I mean, it's a, he's still quite beefy. I mean, yeah, but... His he, tits aren't out. Yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. His dick is also not out. <laughs> I call... Like, if you're going to do a dude on the cover, you better give him tight pants and a big package, at the very least. It looks like uh, the Dread Pirate Robert. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, anyways, this book uh, has to do with the Jill th It's a little convoluted. I don't even want to get into it so okay. much. I enjoyed it for what it was, because again, I like 
reading these, um, especially when they're introducing some new characters, you know, having their grim bent on what these fairy tales were that we all knew and loved growing up. But she's got some uh, giant blood. He's obviously the giant killer. Uh, she thinks that he's the one that killed her mother. And then you find out that there's uh, not none of that is really true either because they're red herrings. And it's, it's, again, it's a... I have a logistics question. What? Her mother was a giant. Well, so she... Well, giant blood. So she's not a giant, but so she has So at some a, point in time, a giant had sex with a normal-sized human. But I'm assuming that these aren't giant giants. These but, are like... Well, they're well, they're not like... So they'd be as big as like a normal house. Or... I don't know how you describe it. Like, so still then... So at some point in time, a normal-sized human had sex with a giant? Uh, how does that work? Maybe micro penis. Why don't they? Why don't they? I mean, you said she has blood in her, so if it's from down the line, it could have been a dude giant, a female lady. It could have been. I mean, I would hate. Also, like if your line has giant in it. Is okay, they're giants, as in like they're double the size. Still, there's a good panel to show. Okay. Kind of. All right, that's a little. That's that's a little more. Blue. This is the sort of stuff that I want to know. And when you write a book about somebody who has giant blood in them, please give me some sort of compendium telling me how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and is it like, you know how if like you come from a family of little people, like little a little person can have an average sized human baby or a little person baby. So like if you have giant blood, like could a woman, an average sized woman have a giant baby? And ouch, like how does that work? <laughs> comes out normal and then it grows twice as big each day i would uh, hope so I, I i hope you're right I don't know. <laughs> anyways <laughs> i'm pairing this with a with a jack and jill cocktail which uh could you guess what kind of booze would be in it jack daniels yes so you take some ginger ale some jack daniels add a little bit of grenadine and Pretty much you have your mixed drink. So mm. I'm assuming that's probably called something else because I feel like I've had it before. Not you said it's it. just Jack and Grenadine? And some like ginger ale. Okay. That does sound delicious. Yes, it I'm going to have to go home and make one. <laughs> um, so that's about it. I do have one kind of uplifting, kind of cool story. This happened the other week. So uh, Tom Hanks is an ordained minister. And... Some random person, because you see this happen all the time with people asking celebrities out to proms, and you don't know how many people actually do this and get rejected, but right. there's those few stories of this person yeah, like showed Mila, up. Mila Kunis went to prom with some yeah. dude. Yeah. So uh, this bride uh, wrote to Tom Hanks, just thinking it'd be the perfect opportunity just to ask if he wanted to come and, you know, ordain their, their wedding, and he said yes. Oh my God. So it was a, a small ceremony in Pittsburgh, and so he was there already filming a movie, so she wrote the letter, and he said, yeah, so he came on down, was very kind and sweet, and then also, while on his way to this, he also spotted, you know, a wedding party that were taking pictures, so obviously they already gotten married, so he went and got a picture with all the bridesmaids and everything, too. It's like, Tom Hanks is just truly... 
He's like, I always keep waiting for the shoe to drop on him, right? Because eventually you hear all all the bad stuff that goes along with like your favorite celebrities. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's gonna happen for him, and I'm I'm very hopeful that he's just gonna end up being a good guy for his Is, whole life. There, are, I feel like there's always been, you know, you, not everyone has like skeletons in their closet. Some no. people are just are good, and he does. He's done so many movies. He's, right. But again, I would feel like, yeah, we would know about it by now. I would think so. He's just got that one weird son. Not Colin. The other one. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I hope he stays good in my heart forever. Well, with that... uh... The Hanks. (laughs) (laughs) T. Hanks. T. Hanks for listening. (laughs) 